For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Final hour here on Friday, and that means it is time for our segment regarding the City Council. Joining us on the line, we have New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Brian Gomes. Let's bring them on. Good morning, Councilors. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Tim. How you doing today? And of course, uh, we've got a, a beautiful day here for a, a mid-December day, so looking forward to some of that uh, that great weather. The news came out yesterday about the fireworks being replaced by a drone show. I just wanted to get each of your opinions on that. Council President Morad, are you excited to see the, the drone performance? <laughs> um, I'm an old lady, no. <laughs> I'm traditionalist. I like my fireworks. But um, evidently the city's going to try something different, and we'll see how that goes. The only uh, reservation about that is the small area from which you can view the show. So, um, you know, I think the residents will have to get accustomed to that. I think people are generally used to watching it from, from you know, far away. They're not having to go downtown. So we'll see how that works out. Councilor Gomes, your thoughts? Uh, me too. I'm old-fashioned. I like my fireworks. Uh, um, I understand the new technology and uh, the drone and show that will be shown. Of course, we've seen that on some national um, fireworks or whatever, but I would have loved to see the fireworks in conjunction with that uh, laser show. Um, again, I'm concerned about the small area. Um, how big is this thing? It's New Year's Eve. Um, we celebrate in the city of New Bedford. Um, you like to think of uh, the days of old when uh, we would have hundreds of people downtown. Hundreds of people. I should not even use the word hundreds. Thousands of people downtown on a first night basis. And I hope that we can regain that someday where um, we can have that kind of festivity uh, uh, occasion in the city where it's not only good for the residents, it's good for the tourism market. Absolutely. Uh, well, I didn't get to see last night's council meeting. I, I would have been able to watch it because they're streaming now, but uh, we had our holiday party. Uh, council President Morad, anything of note that came out of last night's meeting? Oh, how was your holiday party? It was good. Really good food. We went to Black yeah. Salt out in Swansea, and it was my first time there. Very, very good food. Yeah, nice. Good. I'm glad. I, mean, I hope you all had a good time. Uh, last night's meeting was uh, our traditional end-of-year meeting. There was not a lot of issues on the agenda, but... As is our tradition every year, we, um, after an election, when colleagues are leaving us, we honor them in the council at the last meeting. And so last night, we were able to honor both Council Leamer and Council Markey, both who will be leaving at the end of the year. Um, uh, you know, uh, Clerk Farius was very thoughtful. He invited back one of our um, city office team members, Donna Brito, who... Re- 
retired in January or February of this year, I don't recall, but who had worked with both Councillor Markey and Councillor Lima for their entire six-year term, and he invited her back. She's a deacon at um, uh, at the, um, I can't remember the name of the church, but um, in the name of Jesus Church, and uh, Donna presented us with the uh, prayer, and I know that both Councillor Markey and uh, Councillor Lima appreciated that, so that was nice. And then each of our colleagues had an opportunity to pay tribute to uh, Council Lemer and Council Markey, and then they each had an opportunity to to speak to us to talk about, you know, what their uh, fond memories are of being a city councilor and what their ambitions are going forward. And uh, it was nice to hear that. Oh yeah, Council Markey announced he's running for mayor, so he'll be on with me in a couple of weeks. You can talk to him about that. <laughs> Um, I'm kidding, but he did say that. Uh, I don't know if he was joking or not. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll put him on the spot for sure when he's on. Yeah, absolutely. Councilor Gohm? Yeah, um, it was uh, a, a traditional night that I've been through many, many times. Um, um, it, uh, it, a good night and then a sad night on the other side because uh, when you're used to a team of 11 people and um, colleagues that work with you sometimes agree, sometimes disagree, um, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Uh, I don't like change all the time. <clears throat> and um, it was just great to um, have um, them before us last night and us to congratulate them on their services rendered to the people of the city. Um, a lot of people run for office and don't get the opportunity that we have had, and they should be very proud. And as I said to him last night, and I was, it's always been said in that building for as long as I've been there, as colleagues leave, once a counselor, always a counselor, recognized as a counselor. And um, they both did their job, and uh, while we disagree to agree, um, I say a majority of the time we got the job done in the city council, and they were part of it, and they were an, um, uh, um, a major part of some major things that have happened within the city, whether it was in their wards or across the city. And uh, I commend them both, and they will both be uh, missed on the city council because, as Council Morad would say often, is everybody brings a, a, a trade or a mark within that city council, a specialty that they um, address and, and they are knowledgeable about. And um, with uh, Brad and um, Scott, they, um, they were both knowledgeable about finances. Um, um, you can't take that away from um, Councilor Markey. Um, Councillor Lima, uh, just a um, astute guy on um, knowing what's going on in the city, knowing what's going on within his ward. They both did a great job, and they should be commended for it. And uh, kind of a sad night um, when um, your, your colleagues are leaving and they haven't chose to leave. But as a conversation we had last night, um, we we don't we can't count on that. What we uh, look at is the numbers after the people of this city vote, and don't ever insult the intelligence of the people. They know what they're doing when they go to the polls. And and two people who are going to continue to give in some way to New Bedford too. So it may not be on the council, but they're they're not done in, in terms of you know public service or at least having something to offer to the city. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, I was also going to say. You know, um, to, to, we often talk about the council being a family and, you know, once a counselor, always a counselor. And last night we had two former counselors. Neither of them served with, these, with Scott or Brad, but they came back. Uh, Ward four, former Ward 4 counselor Joe Andrade and former Ward 6 counselor Wendy Permento were both in the chamber last night. So, and that's happened uh, on a regular basis 
as people are leaving, um, former counselors come back. In addition, our entire team was in the office, was there last night, again, to, to pay tribute and to thank them for their service. So it was a, it was a very nice night, as it always is. And, and there were, I mean, I know that there's not a lot of, you know, major items that are happening here toward the end of the year at Council President Moore, but there were some, some meetings this week, uh, an airport committee meeting and a, and a finance committee meeting. What, anything of note come out of those meetings? Yeah, both Councilor Gomes and I were at both meetings. Councilor Gomes is a member of the airport uh, committee, and I had an item on that agenda. Uh, yeah, we wanted an update from Scott Service, the airport manager, about what is or isn't going on at the airport. We know there's funding now for a new terminal. Um, you know, Council, I'll let Council Gomes speak about his issue about the, you know, overall airport. My concerns were that there's not enough traffic there. There's not enough landings. Uh, there's not enough work to support the FBOs that, you know, make their living off the, off the airport uh, management and the planes that come in and out concerned about the restaurant. So we got a pretty good update from uh from Scott on that. I know Council Bums, you were worried about uh, issues related to the runway and traffic in the area. Uh, yes, I am. Um, it seems like uh, right now, after extending the runway, we still do not have enough footage on that runway. Um, as we look to build a new terminal, um, I want this, uh, I, I've been around for a while and heard a lot of stories about what we were going to do at the airport. We're going to have FedEx, we're going to have this come in, we're going to have flights leaving the city. And at one time, um, early in the, this um, century, we, we had an airline in the city and I, I thought that's where it was going. But as far as building a new terminal, what um, my uh, approach is to this whole thing, and I would like to see the city's approach to it, is have a project that is, is, is based on the growth and um, the, the extension of that airport so that we can get some flights in here, we can send some cargo in and out of here and uh, make the, uh, the airport a, a vital place where revenue is generated and we're just not, um, it's just not a playground for the planes to leave, come back and all that. And, I, and I'm not saying, it, you know, that it's a playground. What I want to do is I want to do some business there and I want the, the, the airport vital to um, tourism, to um, the people of this city. So when we plan this, as, as this project is going along and some monies have been um, allotted to the city of New Bedford, I want to see a master plan of that airport, building the terminal, getting everything built, get a, 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 a major, major restaurant in there like the 110 Grill. Wouldn't that be nice at the, at the airport? have a concrete plan so that when we go back and that airport opens, um, we have flights coming in there, we have cargo moving out of there, and it's a revenue generator for the city and not uh, a, a um, playground for just the planes leaving and coming and really not re uh, generating the revenue that sustains the cost of running the uh, airport. Yeah, I mean, it seems like... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Council President Moran. No, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, we had to put money in this year uh, to balance that enterprise fund, and that's not the way the enterprise fund should work. Now, listen, I recognize that there were issues related to COVID that the airport is still struggling to, you know, to come back from, but the long-range plan has to be a multi-tiered approach, not just, you know, we, we shouldn't be just building an air, uh, airport terminal great, we're going to have a beautiful building, who's going to use it? I mean, there needs to be a plan. I, I agree 100% with that comment. 
Yeah, this, that, it can't be a piece, it can't be a piecemeal approach to this whole right. thing. We're, we're living in the twenty first century. Um, we've got to have a plan for that airport now because it's been too long. Of we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We've changed administrations. We're going to do this, we're going to, and nothing really vital come to it. And I understand about the COVID. I understand about the shortage of um, of um, pilots and all that. But I want to I want a master plan, con- a concrete down of what that airport will be when the doors open with a new terminal or whatever, and you're putting taxpayers' money into it. Let's make that airport um, a, a, a destination for, as I said, the tourism coming in, us leaving the city, and a vital place to generate some economic development. As if Chicago can leave there and we can bring it in, let's do so. And that's what I'll be fighting for over the next two years. And I've heard comments here here on the radio, too, uh, that, you know, one of the things that, that doesn't work in its favor is there's just not enough marketing to let people know that it is there and that it is a viable uh, viable thing. So maybe as these changes are made and as this expansion happens, that can be a, a big part of that is, is more marketing to let people know that the airport is there and it is an option, it is an alternative. If you yep, don't mind, Madam point. President, you know, that we were happy to hear the other night, you know, some of the, the um, concerns that we have had for a long time of what the airport looks as you approach it, where the lights are on, whether the signage is on, um, whether the road is okay. You know, first impression to um, business people, anyone coming into the city or leaving the city is one that you want to make sure that you hit because it can be a lasting impression for whatever business, whatever entity is coming to the city whatever the plan is again we've got to have a, a an airport that um looks good and um um just have the entrances everything um all together it, it's a major project it will be a major project but it was good to hear some of those comments coming from uh, the, the uh, director the other night uh, scott says uh, because we've been talking about this for some time uh, many of us have yeah i agree and then we had a finance meeting as well, as you mentioned, Tim. And um, on the finance meeting, the school department was looking to uh, redo their lease agreements with their copier provider. The, and um, they're moving to Toshiba now and uh, eliminating the multi-leases that they have with the current vendor. And by doing that, they estimate to us that they are going to save the city or the school department, anybody, anyway, about a million five. Um, every year, which is really good news that money should be put forward to, you know, student services, which I'm sure they will do. Um, Superintendent O'Leary, he, he gets it. Um, so, um, you know, I think that that's where we'll see those savings go, which is an important thing. So um, that was a good meeting as well. And then um, we have an upcoming appointments and briefings meeting um, next Tuesday. It, it should be the last meeting of this council for this year. And uh, we'll have a couple of appointments. Uh, Solicitor Jakes is looking to hire an assistant uh, solicitor for his office. The council uh, approved that position in this year's budget. So uh, we'll get to meet that gentleman. And then he will be confirmed at the organizational meeting on January 1st if if my colleagues agree that he's a good fit for the position. And uh, we also have, we have citizen input time on that agenda. Uh, again, I like to say that so that if anybody in your audience is looking to speak to us, there's a process. Please call the clerk's office, and they'll walk you through. Uh, we have a gentleman who's been trying to talk to us for a few months now. He doesn't appear. He's been on our agenda since, I think, September uh, to talk about some mental health issues and as they relate to first responders um, in the city. And then we have 
uh, Joyce Rowley, who recently ran, as you know, for a city council position, uh, coming to talk to us about the Buttonwood Park Zoo, which has been something she's been uh, concerned about for many years. And then a few livery licenses. But that will be that should be the last official meeting of the 2023 council for this year, unless something comes up and we need to have some type of emergency meeting. Well, I, I want to ask very quickly, you had mentioned the schools, Council President Morad, and uh, there's a story from New Bedford Light that the Massachusetts School Building Authority uh, has given $70 million to assist with the new Duval Elementary School. There's also um, the acceptance of a statement of interest to build a new Ashley Elementary. But also in that story, uh, Bruce Oliveira from the school committee mentions that the committee is now looking at the possibility of replacing New Bedford High School as well. And, it, and I know that's something that we've discussed kind of in earnest, but that, that would, I think, be a huge undertaking, the fourth largest school in Massachusetts needing a new building. Yeah, it would be, but that building is old, as everybody knows. Um, you know, it's not state-of-the-art for uh, learning as it relates today. We've been putting a lot of money into repairs. You know, we've repaired the pool area, the gym area, the weight area. We've repaired some of the classrooms. Um, you know, that this is a conversation that's been going on for a while now. Uh, I, I wanted, and I have been a staunch supporter of doing some an, another new elementary school in the North End. And I don't know if that article talks about that. Maybe you just mentioned that about the new combined Ashley Swift, uh, Council Markey and Council Giester and I have been working on that for a while now. And um, the MSBA on Monday or Tuesday this week gave us the go ahead to begin that process. So we're looking forward to that new combined school to service the uh, children, both Ashley and Swift, of very old buildings um, in the North End. And as part of that, there's been this conversation around the, you know, around the edges about a new New Bedford High School. Uh, certainly the students in the city do deserve that, but there have to be a lot of conversation to to go forward um, with relate, as it relates to that approval. And we'll see where it goes. I, I certainly respect School Committeeman uh, Bruce Oliveira. He's been there for a while. He understands the finances for him to, you know, want to promote that project um, is is significant because of his understanding of the financial implications of that to the city. Councilor Gomes? Um, I, uh, the president just said um, uh, Bruce Oliver is a, a stu um, school committee man. I understand the, um, the thoughts of about a, a new high school right now. I would like to complete some of the other schools that we're taking care of before we even think of that. And also, I'm taking into consideration the millions and millions of dollars that we've been putting into that building to, as uh, Council President said, the pool and other areas, security, and it continues. And I believe that the building is still um, a, a place where we can teach our kids and we can make um, the adjustments or, or the improvements that make it a better place for education at this time. Um, as I said, I'd like to complete some of the elementary schools that are extremely old and um, need to uh, be replaced and then take a look at this. Um, that will be a big price tag uh, for the city of New Bedford. It, uh, that's not building a elementary school. That is building a high school and a high school for the future. Um, I, there would be some concerns about how much that would cost at, 
the, at this time. But again, we, we always have to be looking at replace. But it's funny, we talk about replacing a high school and then you look at County Street and you look at how many years that served us before we even considered um, a building a new school. And really when that school, um, the new school got built, um, I'm, I'm a young man, but I believe that that school was built because the city was growing. There was more students. The room, uh, they didn't have the, the capacity over at the old school and had to do that. But I like to see us continue to make the improvements. When you, when you invest a lot of money in something, you don't knock it down. True. Yeah. And, you know, there, uh, again, there's a lot of conversation that has to happen, but, you know, there'd be a logistical nightmare trying to figure out where we would educate the students that currently go to the high school while we build a new high school. I'm assuming we'd have to build it on the same spot. I mean, this, this is New Bedford. There aren't a lot, a lot of open parcels of land to build a building that big, but there'd have to be a lot of conversation, and I'm, I'd like to be part of that conversation. If I just may say, and it would also, if we're going to build on that land, as many of us know what that land was before the school was built, along with the middle school right across the street, I would have, um, I would also have concerns um, just uh, to make sure that the land and everything was right. In the 21st century, we don't make the mistakes of old building on dirty land, or we have to build on dirty land and take all these precautions to make sure that it's a safe environment for all. Absolutely. Uh, just before we let you go, Council President Moore, I know that we, you know, you don't want to talk about the things that happened in the executive session exactly, but are there are there any measures that we're going to see put into place um, as a result of that? We've heard that there may be some no trespass orders against some folks that, that had been there that evening. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I really can't talk about it. As I mentioned to you, I, um, you know, I know that there's a lot of um, misinformation going around, and um, at, but at this point, it's still executive session. Uh, there's still action that's being taken as a result of our discussion. So I'm really not at liberty to discuss it. I'm sorry. So, but uh, somewhere down the road, yep. Well, but my so to, to just to, to my point, so nobody should expect there to be anything different um, immediately with any meetings. Things are going to go kind of exactly the same way that they were. Um. I think the council president um, stated that um, uh, there was conversation and um, that in an executive session, we can not um, uh, talk about what was happening, but anything that is going to happen in the future is going to be in the best interest of the city of New Bedford. Right. And it'll be in public. So, you know, um, we won't have a problem at that point in time having that discussion. But, you know, at this point, there's still action being taken as a result of the discussions in that session. So... All right. Well, Tim, if I just may yes. say, because it was brought up about uh, citizen input time, I've heard several times of on, on your radio station, uh, um, different people, you know, call them. They don't even have a citizen input time. We've had a citizen input time as long as I can remember. I brought citizen input time to the city of New Bedford. The people have an opportunity to come before us uh, before appointments and briefings meeting. All they have to do is call the clerk. The clerk puts them on the agenda, and they are able to speak before the city council. So I, I would just like that to be corrected within the voices of, of the airways that um, the city council is not blocking people out in any way, and we, have, we don't even have a citizen input time. That's misinformation, and one thing I don't like is misinformation to the people on what the city council represents for them and the city of New Bedford. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, and thank you both, Council President Morad. Next week it will be yourself and Councilor Burgo joining us. Yep, that's who will be with us in the following week. It'll be Council Markey, um, his last hurrah. Uh, I have invited Council Lima throughout the entire year. 
to join me, and he has always declined. I did invite him again this time, and um, he indicated the same. So, All right, so what we'll do is we'll save the singing of the Christmas carols for Councillor Burgo next week. Councillor Gomes, I won't make you join in. You know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, Tim, get him to sing some Christmas songs. Uh, I'm going to tell you my colleague's got a voice that goes right through the system, and if the people of the city get an opportunity to hear this voice, and I got to hear it on Thanksgiving Eve when we did a, a Thanksgiving um, 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 thing to the community, and you heard his voice, you don't want to stop listening to this man, and I commend him for it, and um, he, he's very moving when he sings. Absolutely. Well, thank you both. You both have a great weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you Merry very Christmas much, to you. Thank you for the opportunity. To you as well. Take care. That is New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Brian Gomes. Right now, though, we've got to go into the newsroom. It's time to get all the headlines of the day from Ariel Dorsey. The U.S. is trying to get Israel to change its strategy against Hamas as bombing intensifies in Gaza. Heavy attacks are being reported today along Gaza's narrow coast as well as in northern Gaza, Gaza and parts of southern Gaza. The official Palestinian news agency says Israeli airstrikes in southern Gaza have killed 10 of people overnight. The Senate is approving back pay for senior military officers who had their promotions held up for months by Alabama Republican Tommy Tuberville. Tuberville held up promotions for 10 months in protest of a Defense Department policy allowing service members travel reimbursement for abortion care. The son of a U.S. senator is now facing homicide charges in the death of a North Dakota deputy. Ian Cram Kramer is the son of North Dakota Republican Kevin Kramer and is accused of killing Mercer County Deputy Paul Martin. Martin died when Kramer crashed into his police vehicle during a high-speed chase earlier this month. Tulsa's Greenwood neighborhood, once known as Black Wall Street, could become a national monument. Senators James Lankford of Oklahoma and Cory Booker of New Jersey have filed a bill in Congress that would make the designation. The Greenwood area was the site of the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre. Dozens of people were left dangling upside down over 100 feet in the air after a roller coaster got stuck at a Japanese amusement park. Michael Kastner reports. Universal Studios Japan in Osaka says 32 people were riding on the Jurassic Park-themed flying dinosaur on Thursday when it got stuck at its highest point, about 130 feet high. No one was injured, and the park says all the passengers were guided to safety. A park representative says the flying dinosaur is now closed and under inspection. I'm Michael Kastner. Deliberations resumed today in the Jonathan Majors domestic assault trial. After closing arguments Thursday, jurors passed a note to the judge asking for a second look at a number of exhibits, including some of the video that's been central to, to the case. Lawyers on both sides have been arguing if the actor is the aggressor in the video or if he is defending himself. In sports, Bailey Zappi has started each of the last few games for the Patriots, but they are likely to be without running back Ramondre Stevenson as he continues to recover from an ankle injury. This Sunday, the Pats will face off against the, the Chiefs. And the Bruins placed defenseman Charlie McAvoy and forward Paval Zaka on injured reserve. They recalled forward Patrick Brown and, and defenseman Parker Watherspoon from Providence on an emergency basis. Tonight, the team will visit the New York Islanders. 
Cavaliers. And the Celtics extended their winning streak after taking down the Cavaliers 116-107. Jason Tatum led the team in scoring with 27 points, and Jalen Brown chipped in with 22 points. The Celtics will host the Orlando Magic tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Warming trend as of today, this morning in the mid to lower 30s with mostly clear skies at temperatures for this afternoon around 50. Keep in mind, 44 is the normal high under mostly sunny skies. Overnight, mid-30s, mostly clear for tomorrow. Stellar of a day around 50 with mostly sunny skies. And as we head into the overnight hours, clouds increase Gray and a slight chance of rain for Sunday afternoon. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Well, we are back in 508-996-0500. I'm actually going to take a break here because we missed it uh, while we're talking with the counselors. During the break, I will remind you that uh, today is the last day to enter to win tickets to see the big holiday show that is happening at the Shepherd Center for Performing Arts. Performing arts. Uh, that is a new place and i mean the, the shepherd center has been putting on shows for a little while but they finally got their own home and they are celebrating with a holiday concert and that is happening this sunday december 17th and you can go and see it's going to be at 1 30 and it's happening at the first congregational church the shepherd center is attached to the to the church so you can check that out you can go there you can get tickets at fairhaven frets on skonic at neck road or you can get them at the door tickets are 15 dollars and uh, you can win a pair by going to WBSM.com and entering in all your information. We'll pick one final winner today, and uh, that is your last chance to win those tickets. So check that out. We'll also have those Sebastian Maniscalco tickets for you as well. You can also enter there while you're at WBSM.com or on the app, and uh, your name will be in the drawing for those as well. We've got a whole bunch of those we're going to be giving away uh, throughout the course of the year because the show isn't until October, so we're hanging on to some to give later on. All right, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, welcome. Welcome back in. Uh, I've got to take another break here coming up in just a couple of minutes because I'm a bit behind, but let's squeeze in a phone call. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Shaking, playboy. How you doing, Lamone? Just living and loving. So let me give you a little, uh, little information now. There's possibly uh, the, um, you know, Tom Brady and uh, uh, Bill Belichick are going to be coming here to the Raiders this year, coming up here. It depends on how bad they're, uh, they 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 blew for Belichick while the ball is there. If he if he's going to decide to stay there or not, I think that you guys should try to give him as much love as possible. And but then again, you know, Las Vegas could use that. You know, could use it the, the, there. And also, Tom Brady is has thrown his, his balls twenty twelve yards further, seven like seventy two yards further now since he's been out. In fact, he's been throwing his, his arm strength has been stronger. Mm. So that's something to look forward to. 
And so just think, he, he, he gave his body a break so he can go out and, and break the records he set. Well, and the biggest uh, the biggest thing in standing in the way of him continuing playing was was his wife, and he doesn't have that problem anymore. So, exactly, women <laughs> you can't can't live without him, can't live with him, or you can't. I don't know. Lamone said that, Lamone. not me. Just so everybody's aware. But I also gonna say is like, uh, you know, that there's there's uh, there's I'd like to talk about, about the most eligible bachelor that's in the world that's in the United States right now, and um, this this person, you know, I, I think that I'm. You know, uh, he's a seven hundred million dollar man. Ten years, ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Shohei Otani. I've never been with a man before, but I can I can find love there. I think it would be different. different. <laughs> I'd shave my legs for him if that would be the case. You know, but he's in Los Angeles. He's a Dodger. Really You know, maybe maybe after ten years up, he'll come play for the o- the Oakland A's. Well, they're not going to be Oakland. They're going to be something else. I think they're going to talk about changing the A's for, to another another kind of athletics. Las Vegas Athletics or whatever. I don't know what they're going to do. That would be kind of neat to see. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it. Don't forget what I said about about the moon. Yeah. No, you've already got some people thinking about that. So, Lamone, your phone's like clicking and cutting out. Yeah, I guess I got got to get it better. So, some of the kids call this evening at 7 o'clock so I could talk to the children. <laughs> just, just be aware, Lamone. If I see your name come up on the caller ID during the Santa Hour, I am not answering it. We need to save all that time for the kids tonight. Oh, I love kids, and, and kids love me, and I like to bring them toys. Remember, I told you I used to dress like Santa Claus. I, I believe and, it. And this one thing I can say about this: one of the most memorable things that I remember, a really touching thing. A little four-year-old kid with his mom, and he said, "Mom, I didn't know Santa was brown." Not saying he's black, you know. He, I didn't know Santa was brown. That was that was touching. So I had to tell him how how um, Santa's son, and I go around and do what I have to do and make sure I let the kids know that Santa's still around because he can't get around as, as often as he does. So he does make that one nightly journey every year. And so, but that was something touching, you know. That was quite a while back, and you know, and that just says that the the, the family wasn't like you know all all. Prejudice or, or, right. or have stereotypical ways of saying things to the child. And that made me feel good, and I wish I could see that kid now. He's probably he's probably got kids of his own now. He was like three years old, cute little kid, and so it's like and now he's now he's passing on those lessons to the next generation. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All right, I, I I gotta hold you there. I gotta take this break because I'm I'm behind it. But uh, you have a great weekend, Lamone. We'll talk to you next week. Are Are you gonna be live next week on a, on Saturday? Well, we've got football every week for the next three weeks, so we won't be here. Oh, geez, that really blows. I hey, the I don't thing. make the schedule. The NFL makes the schedule, so I just gotta follow oh, what yeah. they do. Well, you, you, it's not like your your guys seem going to be in the playoffs. So that, is, that is true. We don't have to worry about the Patriots, but all right, I gotta, I gotta hold, I gotta hold you there. I gotta hold you there. You have a great weekend. We'll be back after a quick break. And welcome back in. It is Friday. It is time to check in with Eric over at the butcher shop. Good morning, sir. How are things going hey, over there? Tim, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, doing all right. I'm guessing you're probably pretty busy as you usually are on Friday mornings. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I got nice today. I got prime rib. I got nice sirloins, but I got prime cuts, prime and choice. Good, good, solid cuts. This is what people want to have for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Nice stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I already got an app chat message from somebody earlier this week asking, do they have prime rib for, for Christmas at the butcher shop? And of course you do. Plenty. It's flying out the doors, honestly. I got prime ribs. I got fillets. I got nice prime fillets. I got good stuff, man. A lot of, a lot of wines. 
lobsters. I got everything. Whatever you need, I have it. Good prices, too. And, of course, it's Friday, so you're cooking up a, a bunch of stuff. You cook stuff up every day, but Friday's always a big cooking day for you over there. Today is the biggest day to cook, my friend. My what? mother made a bunch of nice French meat pies just last night. Ooh. Really nice stuff. So, um, Lasagna, uh, everything. And so, keep again, going. if people want to get their orders in for the holidays, they should probably get those in pretty quickly, right? Yeah, please. Call up. Get them in. Faster and, the better. Better off for you. Everybody should get ahead of themselves. And it can be preparing the meal for them. It can be uh, cr creating some platters for their yeah, parties. We yeah, we, yeah, we cater and, you know, I'll do whatever you want pretty much. Yeah, well, that, I mean, jump on that. Take advantage of that. Spend more time with the family, less time in the kitchen, right? That's, uh, absolutely, buddy. So I'm going to ask you what I always ask you. What are you having this weekend? Dude, honestly, I'm going to prime rib. I'm going to try the choice. I mean, yeah. I'm going to try the prime. That's what I'm not the choice. I'm going to have the prime. Prime, prime rib. Nice stuff. And how, about how long does that take to cook? Well, I'm just going to have a steak. I'm not going to make a whole prime rib. That sounds good to me. Well, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll come over and join you for one sometime. No, you can't. <laughs> I ain't not coming over. I'm, com I'm, coming, I'm coming over the first week of January, getting myself a tomahawk for my birthday. <laughs> All right, brother. I'm here. I got it for you. I've been saving up. I've been, I'm going to get the biggest one you have. <laughs> They're not that expensive. I think you'd make them. You make enough money. You, you don't. You don't know how much I make. No, no. <laughs> I had to save up. Took out a everybody took out a loan to get a steak. Blues. Stop crying the blues. <laughs> All right. Well, it so sounds like everybody should get down there this weekend. Start getting some of that great food and get your holiday plans in order. Eric, thanks for joining us and keeping us up to date with everything over there. All right, man. I'll talk to you and everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, man. All right. Take it easy. That is Eric Later. over at the Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop over and get yourself something good. Yeah, he's right. You don't have to save up for everything. The prices over there are great, nice and affordable. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's a place where you can get everything that you need. It's not just about getting the you know the meats that you would expect to find at a butcher shop it is a full service grocery store you can get everything that you need they are a true traditional neighborhood market check out the butcher shop 123 dartmouth street in new bedford and have yourself something delicious i am going to take my final break of the morning if you want to call in in the final few moments 508-996-0500 uh, then i'm going to go uh, rest up work on a couple of articles and get ready to come back and uh Man the phones and man the board for Santa Claus later. When he comes in, he'll be here at 7 p.m. taking phone calls from all the children. And I hope, I just, I hope, my fingers are crossed that I'm on his good list this year. But I think that uh, if I am on the naughty list, that maybe helping Santa out tonight might might get me onto the other side of the ledger. But we'll see. But, of course, your kids are all on the good list. So have them call in and tell Santa what they want for Christmas starting at 7 p.m right here at WBSM. And of course, it'll also be podcast for you to save forever and use to blackmail your children with later on when they are dating somebody and they bring that date over to the house for the first time. And you say, you want to hear something really adorable? So, uh, all right, I've got to take that break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, welcome back in the final few moments of the program. If you want to call in and chime in 508-996-0500, that is the number to call in. Uh, Skeddy says, I was going to call in, but I see you're behind the eight ball. Great show today. Enjoy your weekend. You as well, Skeddy. Uh, it, it is, it's been a long, <laughs> a long week this week that has gone by in such a short time. It's amazing that, uh, it does not feel like it has been a full five day week. It feels like there was like multiple holidays in this week, but it just has flown by. Uh, we also have um, from Not Bad Noak Bluffs, Tim, thanks for the tip yesterday regarding the release of the movie Finest Kind on Paramount+. Plus. I watched it earlier this morning, and 
Hold on. It was very good. I hope New Bedford cashing in on adding on added, added tourist dollars once the movie circulates. Yeah, that is released now. If you want to check it out, it's on Paramount Plus. It's streaming. You can get that if you already have Paramount Plus. It's streaming already. You can watch it. If you don't have Paramount Plus, you can sign up for a free one-week trial and watch it that way. And check out some of the other programs and see if it's, it's something that you want to keep. Uh, they've now combined Paramount Plus with Showtime. So Showtime is like going away as a network. It'll no longer be known as Showtime. It's Paramount Plus with Showtime. So you get some uh, additional options there if you want to add in the Showtime shows to it and everything. Lots of great stuff on there. Um, also, uh, I sorry, Craig, I didn't get this message during the council segment, but he said last night, Linda said regarding Brad Markey that elections are not fair. During Lima, she didn't. Why? Is it because Lima almost knocked her out? Um, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. I'll have to go back and, and check that out. Uh, but um, I'm sure if she said that, she was speaking more from a perspective of, you know, that it, it, it takes your friends away. And I don't mean to speak for her, but, you know, I don't think she means like the election itself was was not fair. Like that it was somehow rigged. I don't think that that's what she was implying. But again, I didn't see it for myself. I didn't hear it. So, and I don't mean to speak for her either. So, um, again, we have a few moments left. If you want to squeeze in an app chat message or an open line voicemail or something really fast, but, uh, Chris will have you coming up with South coast now. And, uh, and again, I'll be back later on this evening for Santa Claus, where we can have all the kids call in and say what they want for Christmas to the big guy himself. And, uh, when he's here, I mean, I know everybody thinks it's like a radio trick. You know, it's all oh, just somebody coming in and impersonating Santa. No, no, it's Santa Claus. He will be here. We will post some photos and some videos up at WBSM's social media accounts. So make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We will put up some video and some photos from here in the studio with Santa. And you'll see it's, it's Santa Claus. He will be here. And he will be taking your child's phone calls uh, beginning at 7 p.m. And it's going to be a commercial-free hour so we can get in as many kids as we want and we can have them here on the radio. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Marcus got to do it last year. I get to do it this year. And uh, I think that uh, that's got to earn me at least at least a candy cane in my stocking. That goes well with a lump of coal. You know, don't don't be so upset if you get coal in your stocking with the price of heating this uh, this winter with how much it's costing for you know for gas for oil for all that spin your passion into a business with shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time the world's best converting checkout shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website across social media and everywhere in between now that's music to your ears any way you spin it you can be a smash hit with shopify start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records